New Zealand are 318 for four. After the first start of the second cricket test against England at Trent Bridge in Nottingham, Daryl Mitchell will resume on 81 not out. Tom Blundell, 67 not out. They've added 149 unbeaten for the fifth wicket so far, but not without incident. Down he comes again. This time straighter, this time longer, this time all the way for six. Slapping it straight in somebody's pint glass. All pint. <laughs> what does the local beer do to the Duke's ball, do we know? Just going to say, a bit of Lincolnshire poacher on one side of it. Skill of Mitchell to hit it into a pint of beer to stop it swinging. It's about eight quid a pint as well in the ground. <laughs> Yeah, terrific stuff uh, during the day from Daryl Mitchell. Uh, 81 unbeaten, Blundell 67 unbeaten. Andrew Alderson is our man on the ground in the UK. He keeps his eyes on every single delivery. Uh, Alders, thanks for joining us across New Zealand as per. Uh, you lose the toss, you're sent into bat, you'd take 318 for four, wouldn't you? Every day, Piney. I think they've done a superb job. I think uh, what we've seen in the New Zealand, they, they've lived up to what they were trying to achieve with of course, only making the 50 runs from eight innings, the top four uh, in, the, in the first test at Lords. That was the, the real weakness. And on this occasion, uh, all four of them have scored some form of runs or at least got a start. Uh, perhaps haven't gone on, but Latham with uh, 26, Nichols 30, uh, Conway 46, and Young 47. And just the stroke making and the ability to play the pitch on merit and not be intimidated by it. Uh, I think they've done a superb job, and they've laid a platform effectively for the informed Mitchell and Blundell. 149 not out in an unbeaten stand, mid 91 and Blundell 67, uh, and New Zealand uh, in command after that first day. Hindsight is a wonderful thing, orders as we know. Uh, but and Tom Latham even said at the toss they would have bowled as well. Uh, did they both misread this pitch? Um, I think a lot of people would have would have would have bowled on it, Piney. I think just seeing that sort of emerald tinge, you think you're going to get the most out of it, uh, and then it'll flatten out on day two and three. But you should have taken some advantage early uh, in the test as a result. I mean, I don't think the English bowlers were anywhere near as accurate. They seemed to bowl with more width that you should were able to capitalise on uh, and, and played their shots. I mean, through the line, etc. Uh, and it just they were rife. To the boundary, I think they were sort of almost pinging off that uh, that block at Trent Bridge, the the pitch block there, and off they would go. Just some of the cover drives, etc., and uh, even some of the cut shots uh, and pulls were were most impressive. So New Zealand were able to just capitalise on a, a more inaccuracy, if you like. Plus, uh, the slip cord and dropped at least I'm thinking at least uh, three catches. I mean two from Joe Root, one when uh, Daryl Mitchell was on one, so that's effectively cost 80 runs. And Tom Bundle, there was a sharp chance of Jack Leach uh, to root, and the blunder was on 47, so that's another 20, if you like. But uh, I know Zach, Zach Crawley blocked one too, so they uh, they just weren't quite as sharp as they were in that first test. It was good to see the top four, as you say, uh, albeit a, a change with uh, Nichols in there and uh, and Williamson not playing this one after their their uh, their um, trials and tribulations, shall we say, at Lords, at least getting starts of the four: Latham, Young, Conway, Nichols. Who did you like the look of? Oh, I've got to be honest, I just think Will Young. Because in, at Lords, he was just struggling so much. I mean, a pair of ones, and he was hesitant. Um, yet he's had that success with Northamptonshire in the county championship. I think 331 runs, an average of about 55. Uh, so it, it was clearly he's been, he's been informed there. 
and he was able to translate it around. He, he didn't seem daunted at all. And, and once he got a few shots away, uh, he accelerated. And I think he could be rightly uh, frustrated in the end uh, getting out to, to, I think it was Ben Stokes got him uh, in the cordon. But uh, certainly, you know, th- that was the most uh, vast improvement, if you like, uh, of the four. So, uh, yeah, it's, and, that, and that set the benchmark effectively uh, for later on. It was a good opening partnership at 84. There was another partnership of 77 between uh, Nichols and Conway. And now you've, of course, got this, this uh, you know, re- replicating what they were able to do at Lords with, with Mitchell and Blundell with, with 149 and unbeaten. Have these two, Mitchell and Blundell, in this unbeaten stand that you've just outlined, have they batted in similar fashion to the way they did in their big partnership a week ago at Lords? I think so. They actually make a really good pair. I uh, know Lords are sort of referred to them as the gladiator and the matador, with uh, Mitchell the gladiator and, and Blundell the matador, the way he sort of darts around Mitchell's more, more all, all the power shots, etc. cetera. Uh, but they complement each other quite nicely. I think they rotated the strike well. Uh, there were you know, periods where you know, England got a bit of uh, pressure on them, uh, but not for too long. And then in boundaries uh, supplemented that too. And you know, Mitchell uh, was able to dominate uh, Jack Leach at one stage uh, there, and that, uh, that had an impact too. I mean, I don't know if you saw on the footage of Piney, but Mitchell hit a six, and it ended up in a, a pint of cider. Uh, <laughs> in a, 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 a fan by the name of Susan uh, in front of the pavilion, and they didn't replace the ball. So coming out of the this is in the fifty sixth over. I mean, under the laws, they're meant to be entitled uh, to replace the ball. I would have thought. So you know, England probably have a case here, Your Honour. But uh, it just got dried off by the umpires, and they had to go about their work again. So the ball came back, and uh, and, and Mitchell had effectively done his job. Apparently, the New Zealand team uh, shouting Susan uh, a pint. That was uh, in you know we've been referring to it as the uh, the cider effect of this whole issue. Uh, but uh, England effectively getting a bad apple. That, that's the uh, the core issue we're talking about here. Oh, you wonderful. All this. Else. <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, Sorry, use of, wonderful use of about I'll, 11 puns I'll my, there. I'll get my coat, mate. Sorry. <laughs> Very good. The New Zealand team selection. No Neil Wagner, no Ajaz Patel. Any raised eyebrows there? Uh, yes, I think particularly with Wagner, I think there was always the chance that, uh, that Ajaz Patel would miss out given how limited his use was at Lords. Although having said that, this pitch has, or the block, at least parts of it, uh, have turned on occasion. I think there was a keenness to get Matt Henry in there, given he was the player of the series against South Africa with those 14 wickets at 16. But you know, Neil Wagner's been so consistent down through the years and offers that point of difference. I guess no one bowls more accurately, you know, at you know that that sort of throat area or the pectoral muscles, if you like, and be able to do it over a sustained period. Uh, and I think that. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what comes of that because you know, he hasn't really done anything wrong. I'd also look at the fact that England, on day one of this Test match, got 21 overs out of Jack Leach and Joe Root. So 21 overs of spin on the first day. Alders, any chance that New Zealand might rue the fact that... I mean, Michael Bracewell can bowl some spin, but he's on debut. Any chance that New Zealand might rue the fact they don't have Patel on day five here? They may do. And I think that uh, the English bowlers, as I say, were less accurate than they were at Lords, but it did allow them to rest. And I think that's another factor that has to be taken into account if you do play Patel, is that you're going to be able to rest your bowlers more regularly rather than being too arduous on, on the pace bowlers. And effectively, they will now be hoping, if they can go on and get a massive first innings total here, 
that they can effectively maybe the, the pressure in itself that will build on England. And it'll be interesting to see how the, the new Stokes and McCullum combination reacts to this if there's a big score, whether they can you know, aim for and, and have the patience to get to parity or whether the, the pressure will, will um, indeed enable them to fold. So I think the New Zealanders will be hoping that, that big runs will enable uh, that issue not to even come up about uh, the spin factor. Yeah, well, terrific start nonetheless. 3.18 for four at the end of day one. They make themselves uh, pretty difficult to beat now as far as um, the, the match situation is concerned. But then again, when these two were batting together a week ago, we kind of thought that as well. And that uh, that all went, uh, went south fairly quickly. So I guess uh, the first session on day two, could be pretty pivotal orders. If these two can, can push on and, and get somewhere up near 400, then New Zealand are really in a very strong position, aren't they? That's right, and stronger than the last time. I, mean, I thought they'd done enough to save the test, and, and the statistics would tell you that from Lords uh, over, the, over the course of history. But uh, it wasn't enough, so this time they'll want to be more emphatic about it and, and you know, get to that 400 mark, get to 500. I thought it was quite pivotal. I mean, they took it on at 169 for three when Conway was dismissed. Things were just starting to teeth there. If, if Conway had stayed there, uh, it would have potentially swung the match New Zealand's way as well. But the fact that Mitchell and Bloodwell have still been able to do that, uh, building that partnership together pretty much from scratch, uh, just means that uh, New Zealand will, will be in a, in a fairly strong position, you would think, if they're able to stay together for a session tomorrow. And, and the, the pressure will be right back on England. Wonderful wrap, Alders. Sleep well, and we look forward to day two. Lovely. Thanks, Piney.